Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake Podcast. So today I have a special guest with me. She was actually the first guest on my podcast, and now she is the first returning guest um, talking about a different topic. Um, but today I have Kath Younger here. She is the woman behind Kath East Real Food. Um, I would say she is probably the original healthy living blogger, um, and now she's doing some other things with her business. So um, today she's going to talk to us about about how to streamline your email, your digital photos, your files without spending hours at your computer, which is something I definitely need. Um, and I feel like I'm probably not alone <laughs> when it comes to digital clutter. Um, so Kath, do you want to introduce yourself and tell listeners what you are all about? Yeah, I'm excited to be back on the podcast today. And um, I, I'm one of those, um, uh, good at a little bit of everything, but master of nothing. I forget what the phrase is. Um, so, you know, my blog is Kathy Eats Real Food, but um, I also love home organizing. I write about parenting. I write about um, nutrition and recipes, but one of my most requested topics has always been organization. And um, for years I've had um, a series on my blog called Home Neat Home, which is all about how to organize your closets and your clothes and your dishes and like all of these fun things. And I've always been really good at home organizing, but um, digital organizing is something that I always tried to master and I just couldn't get it quite right. And um, that is kind of how the digital clutter method that I'm going to talk to you guys about today was born. Um, it was born out of necessity, but also just kind of serendipitously as I tried every single organizing method out there for my digital life and nothing was working. Um, and, you know, this is a very new problem uh, because technology, not only is it, you know, I, I'm a grandma millennial, so... I didn't have a, a cell phone until college and, you know, we didn't have digital photos. So this is, this is like a new problem that has been what in the past 20 years, am I really that far out of college at this point? Yeah. <laughs> um, but nobody really knows how to do it because it's so new. And not only is it new, but it's always changing. There's like new apps and new clouds and new places to, to store things. And like, there's something new every day. And then also there's this snowball effect that is happening for everybody. So, you know, it's almost like it would be great if we could just have a clean slate and just like restart our digital lives. We could probably, like some of us would be able to figure out like a good plan moving forward. But like, then you have this big snowball of your past 20 years and you don't want to delete everything. But like the thought of organizing all of those photos is really stress stressful for most people. Um, and so I find a lot of people just have analysis paralysis and they just don't do anything because they don't know what to do. So I'm gonna hopefully teach you a few tricks of the trade to point you in the right direction of what to do. Um, and then if you wanna learn more at the end, I will tell you a little bit more about my course that I have um, and how to learn more about that. Um, so 
a couple of the mistakes that people make. Um, Tina, what, first of all, what is the most overwhelming part of your digital life? Do you, if you had to pick? Like, <laughs> um, all of it. <laughs> Like, I definitely need your course. Um, I would say photos is probably the number one because, you know, I'm in a similar boat as you. I started documenting my life online in 2008 and just, yeah, the thought of going through all those photos. And I mean, thankfully I have the blog. So a lot of it's organized from 2008 to about 2000. I don't know. I don't know what year I really stopped documenting things, um, but they're like thousands, thousands and thousands of photos. And right now they just sit on the cloud. And I guess if I just scrolled back forever, you know, I would see all those different photos, but they are not organized in any way. <laughs> yep. And most people, if you look at their photo archives, you'll see junk photo, junk photo, precious memory, screenshot, mm -hmm. like how many times do you take a picture of like your water bottle or an invitation or, you know, a coupon code to send to yourself and then you're saving an expired coupon code next to like your child's first steps or this hilarious picture of your dog you want to preserve. Like there's no, no, if you don't have a method to kind of sort the junk photos from the super precious memories, like they're just going to sit side by side forever until maybe like your kids look through them one day long after you're gone. And then I don't even think our kids are going to clean up our foot. Like they're just going to, they're going to like disappear one day. Mm -hmm. So again, if we don't do something about it now, then it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And hopefully we all live long lives. And then, you know, we have a hundred years worth of digital photos. Like I don't even know where to start with that. So the sooner you can create a solution, the better. Um, a lot of people, I think digital photos is the hardest um, clutter category because they want to save everything. Email, on the other hand, it's pretty easy to know like what you can delete and what you don't need to save um, because email is more of like a to-do list and an action step thing. Mm -hmm. And once you've done either archived it or action stepped it, you can kind of forget about it. And I don't understand the people that have 50,000 unread emails in their inbox, but like <laughs> they must think that they're going to come back to it. But I, I think that a lot of people too, they, they don't want to delete anything because they just don't know if they're ever going to need it again. And so again, we have to figure out a way to simplify, sort and save as we're moving through all of this, like incoming notifications, incoming photos, incoming paper and files and calendar events and tasks if we don't have a system for it, like it literally will just all keep accumulating and we are just like drowning in it. Um, and so that's what uh, my course focuses on. So here, here are some of the problems that I often see with people with digital clutter. And the first one is the one that I'm most guilty of. And that is trying to use super complicated organization systems. So for example, um, you might have your, you might think that the best way to organize your photos is to take each event of your entire life and put it in a folder. And then maybe you wanna put each of those events in a folder, maybe by the year. And then you wanna categorize it by, you know, decade or whatever. And so now if you wanna find, now, first of all, that would take you a hundred years to do. And then second of all, if you want to go find a photo, you're now, you have to go through like five different nests of folders just to pull up a photo. And that takes forever. And then you might have the problem where 
you think it's in one folder, but it's not there. And then you look in another folder and you're like playing whack-a-mole with your folders, trying to find that one file that you need. And then um, the same thing kind of with your calendars. Like a lot of people think, okay, I have four family members, a work calendar, a sports calendar, and I need to have everybody's calendars kind of all separate. And while I do think having Google Calendar color-coded and with kind of your family members is a smart idea, now when you have like everything spread across, if you need to schedule, let's say, you know, your friend says, hey, can you, can you do the podcast with me Friday? You have to check your work calendar, your personal calendar, your childcare calendar, your um, to-do list to make sure you don't have any on that day. And so like all of these different things make it hard to check. So I have simplified that down into one place to check each week. And that's called the weekly planner method. Um, and then another example of this super complicated organization systems is the Gmail promotions tabs. A lot of people think, oh, how genius of Gmail to like separate my emails for me. But what happens when you do that is you have your regular inbox and then you don't check the promotions tab. And then when you do go check there, there's like 50 different emails all waiting for you. And then it's like too much to manage. And so the more places, just like the calendars, it's like the more places you have to check, the more time you waste. Um, and so that is always the goal is to simplify, simplify, simplify. And so rather than doing these complicated systems, my, my goal with my method was always to create like the simplest method. And that is the only one that you're going to stick to in the long term. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. And yes, simplicity is the name of the game. And then I want to go back to the email real quick. Because okay. Yeah, yeah. Not one of those people that has like 50,000 unread emails. Like that is very stressful when I see that on somebody's phone. But I do probably have a couple hundred emails in my inbox. And I feel like I remember talking to you at one point that you try to clear your inbox like every single day or at least oh, yeah. really like clean it up. So do you have tips for somebody who's maybe in my shoes, it's like a little overwhelming in the inbox, but they they have things they want to save. They it's almost like a to-do list in my inbox, but they're like things that I need to do today, but then things that probably could get done later in the week, or maybe just some first steps of making sense of the inbox madness. Yes. Yes. Um, so I always say your inbox is an inbox. It's not a filing cabinet. It's not a to-do list. So treat it like my goal when something comes into my inbox is to get it out of my inbox in some shape or form. So there's a couple ways that you could do that. Um, number one, you could use, let's say that you get an email and it's for, um, here's an example that just happened in my life. It's for a summer camp. It's like a what to pack for camp and that camp doesn't start for three weeks. Mm -hmm. So you could let that sit in your inbox for three weeks. Um, or what I did was I um, copied the, the packing list part of it and I put it in a note on my, uh, in my notes app, which is the iPhone. Like I'm sure that Android has a similar one, but the notes app. So I had that packing list ready to go there. So when it was time to pack for camp, I wasn't sifting through emails. I knew it was in my notes app ready to go. And then I could archive that email. Another thing that you could do is Gmail has a snooze feature. And I can't speak to all of the different email clients out there, but a lot of the things that I'm talking about, you can apply to any email system. Um, but I use Gmail, so that's the one I know the, the best. And so the snooze feature, so let's say 
you just use the camp hacking list again, the camp starts three weeks from now, you can actually snooze that email to basically re pop up in your inbox on the date that you pick. So if the camp starts Monday, the 20th on Sunday night, Sunday morning, the 19th, I would have that email like come through again. And you can always go find your snoozed emails too. Like if you just want to like check in on them. So if it's something that has kind of like a date oriented with it and I know, or a good one is like, you know, you need to follow up with someone. So you leave it in your inbox because you don't want to forget to follow up. You could either add the follow-up to some kind of task management system that you use as like a pop-up reminder, or you could just snooze that email for like two weeks or however long and then have it come up again. So always ask yourself if this is an action or something that I can archive, like how can I get this out of email? Like where could I put this information? Um, another good example is tickets. So, you know, you get your tickets, they're e-tickets now, you're going to scan the QR code when you get to the zoo, screenshot your QR code, put it in your notes app. So I, I do consider my notes app to be like a mini filing cabinet. Mm. And so anything, it's kind of like temporary stuff, like coupon codes or tickets or like a checklist that I need or notes that I need for like a project coming up that kind of all that temporary stuff. And then I do have some stuff that lives in there forever, but um, it's just like my little like holding box. And so take a screenshot of your tickets or you can even download a whole PDF and drag it up into the notes app. And then when you get to the zoo, you don't have to go through your inbox. And again, like you're standing at the zoo entrance, like where the tickets go. You just have it right there on your phone in your notes app that syncs hopefully from your computer to your phone. Um, and then again, if you're if you're on like a Microsoft Android system, you might need to use Evernote or you know one of those programs. But just figure out whatever works for you, and then use that as your way to get the emails out of your inbox. Oh, that is genius! I didn't realize you could add screenshots to notes because I love the notes app. I'm constantly using that, but I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have like a thousand and one hacks for, for Gmail, including things like auto filtering um, and multiple inboxes and kind of the signature in my program is called the Starbucks, not to be confused with Starbucks for those of you that love coffee, iced coffees. Um, but the Starbucks is uh, it uses the multiple inboxes feature of Gmail. And so it is your way to, um, especially when you're on the go, to be able to quickly like star and archive an email for later. And then when you get back to your computer, it's waiting for you. So we all have those days where, you know, we're away from, or we're on our phone all day and like, you know, the emails are coming in. Maybe you're, maybe you're on vacation or maybe you're on a car trip or whatever. And you see like, okay, they need a response, but I'm not gonna type that on my phone anything that's like, when I get back to my computer, I star it and then I archive it. Cause I know that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna address that whatever action it needs until I get back to a keyboard. Um, and then I don't have to look at that email all day. And so I'm just constantly like, if I can reply right then I'll use the quick shortcuts in the Gmail app. Um, if it's something that I need to go back to my computer, I star it and archive it. And the, I rarely have anything in my inbox at that point. Like I literally keep, I treat it as like an inbox. Mm, oh my gosh. So many things I need to do. 
<laughs> well, you need to take the course, start to finish. <laughs> I do, I do for sure. Um, and so related back to email, because this is definitely um, a pain point for me and I do need to take your course. Um, you wrote about having no plan and then having a mountain to sort this whole idea. And then uh -huh. you talked about this power hour. Um, and I would love to hear about that because um, I actually worked with somebody who is big on this power hour thing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how you use that and if that's something I should be doing. <laughs> yes, you should because um, your brain is the best filter for your life. So like if I came and looked at your inbox or I came and looked at your calendar or your to-do list, like I wouldn't, I mean, I could probably pick out some things that were important, but like, I don't really know what's in your brain. So there needs to be a time in your week that you dedicate to all of this, um, the filtering that needs to happen. Because another mistake people make is they back up everything or they rely on an app to auto do stuff. And when you do that, the app doesn't know what the difference between a junk photo and you know, your, your wonderful dog picture you wanna save forever. So the app saves both of them, right? So we have to have some time to, to filter these photos. And so that's what the digital clutter power hour is, is one hour per week that you're gonna spend uh, sorting through your digital photos, basically filtering that, them as save or delete. You only get two choices. You don't get a save for a couple months or like, maybe delete, like you have to make that decision because if you don't make it today, you're not gonna make it a month from now. Um, so to you know, clear out anything that is in your Starbucks, to sort through your photos, and then also to make a weekly plan for the coming week. And that's the weekly planner that I talk about in the course. And I actually use a really awesome app called To-Do. It's spelled T-E-U-X. D-E-U-X. It is paid, but it's like two bucks a month. So it's really cheap. Um, and it's basically a paper planner in a digital form where you can see like your whole week in a row. So you can use a paper planner. And I know a lot of people love their paper planners. I am too OCD to use one because as soon as I have to change something, I can't handle the like crossed out look of things. <laughs> like my husband. Yeah. So I have to be digital because digital is like perfect pixels. Um, but a lot of people love the paper. So what you do each week is, and, and you can do this on Friday afternoon for Monday, which is kind of what I tend to do. I, t I tend to plan the week before it starts, or you can do it on Monday morning, or you can do it on Sunday night or whenever, whenever works in your schedule, like kind of make it a little sacred. And during that power hour, plan your week ahead and put everything in one calendar. So there is necessity to have a work calendar and a personal calendar, but you don't want to be checking both each week. So it, it kind of forces you to put everything on paper or digital paper, if you're me, um, and put your tasks for the week. You can do your meal plan. You put your events for the week, your calls and your meetings. Now, obviously, if you are working like a high power job that has like calls all day long, you're probably not going to transcribe all of that. But if you're someone who... Um, maybe works from home or has fewer calls in your week and has more flexibility in your workday, then it makes, you might want to kind of integrate your personal and your business together. Um, and so put your workouts in there, put your evening obligations, put your kids activities, like anything special. And then you literally have your entire week planned out for you on your calendar or on your planner. And 
obviously it's going to change as the week comes on and you can just like adapt with it. But it just, again, it's like simplifying like all those different places to check into one place and then allows you to have some of those like personal like workouts and um, meal plans and, you know, personal appointments, like doctor's appointments, like all that stuff kind of mixed in with your, your work or your children or whatever, um, kind of you spend your days doing. And so you can see everything all in one spot. And then also during the power hour, that's when I will force you to filter through your photos. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you address your, your email. And then also, um, we, I go in depth in the course about how the kind of the flow of paper to cloud. So you get an invitation in the mail, you get a bill, um, you get a statement that you need to save for some reason. Um, what is the process of getting that paper into um, saved into your cloud system of choice? And that is also what you would do during your power hour. So you have like a little physical inbox in your house with all that paper. And then during your power hour, you kind of go through your bills, you go through um, all that stuff, put it in the cloud, and then you can recycle it or shred it, whatever you do um, to just keep the minimalist, simplistic, um, clutter-free desk also, as well as your online stuff. Oh my gosh. I have been taking notes. <laughs> a lot of good stuff here. A lot of good ideas. Um, and that's it. I feel like I need you to help streamline my life. <laughs> um, so as far as somebody who's, you know, listening today, they're like, okay, I probably need this course in my life. All of this sounds like so overwhelming. Um, what would be like your single most helpful piece of advice to somebody that's just like, this is so overwhelming. I have so many things that are a mess right now. Like what would be almost like the first steps to somebody that's like, besides getting your course, like, yeah, what, would you, what would it be as far as like getting going on organization? So a lot of people get very caught up in their archives. And I, I refer to your archives as like yesterday and before today, you know, like everything, like the, the photos from college and you, when your babies were born or whatever, you know, milestones you've had in your life, don't worry about organizing the past until you have a plan for the future. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think you need to draw a line in the sand and say, as of today, I'm going to implement this, these systems and you, you can create your own systems, obviously. Um, I think that mine are great because they're, they're tried, true, and proven by people, but um, create a system and then just start doing it. You know, they always just, just start and then worry about your archives once you have figured out exactly what works for your future and you have a plan for your photos. And I go into depth in the course for all of this, like, how should you organize your photos? How should you organize your files? Um, and again, it's, it's as simple as possible is, is the solutions. Um, so once you've figured out like all of your going forward stuff and you kind of are in a groove of that, then I tell people to chip away a little bit at a time at their archives. Um, because really the future matters more than the past. I know we all like to, you know, think about our digital memories, especially, but like, and, and I also have a, a video inside of the course of um, an example inbox going from 55,000 emails to zero in like 15 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's not really that hard. And the beauty of Gmail is that you can archive everything. So you're actually not deleting the emails and then you can always go find it if you need it. I mean, I, even myself, I will sometimes 
reference an email that I sent seven years ago. And did I need that email? No, but like, I know who it was sent to. I searched their email address and I can find it. Um, or, you know, even a topic, like if I'm trying to find like a life insurance policy from five years ago, like you can, you can find it in your email if you kind of search the right way. So don't be scared to archive, just like archive all and just like see that clean slate and know how it feels um, and start there. And then, you know, your email, I, I wouldn't even bother organizing that. And I think that the photo archives and the file archives, they, they aren't going to take as long as you think to clean up if you go with the most simple method. I, I will tell you, I am not going to tell you to put each event in a different folder and rename files. That would take you forever and you're never going to do it. So um, my, my solution is fewer folders using search and bulk renaming things so that you can easily find photos. Like for example, um, you might have one folder called Quinn and it could have like all of your son's pictures um, together in that one folder. And then you can sort them by date because your computer saves the date when you took it. So then you can just sort them and you have his whole life. So you can go quickly find like photos quickly like that versus like having, you know, you know, son's first year, third year, fourth year, fifth year, all in folders. And then within those, there's like all these vacations and then you can just never find anything. So I think there's a lot of power in being able to skim. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Um, well, this has been awesome. I'm definitely motivated to get a little bit more organized and I have a whole um, notepad of ideas of things I'm going to try and implement. Um, but yeah, tell uh, uh, listeners where they can find you, where they can find your course. And I see that you have a free masterclass as well, which I think could be helpful for getting people started and giving them a little bit more information. Yeah. So if they go to calfeats.com slash CNC, so carrots and cake CNC, um, you can watch my free masterclass, which kind of um, teaches you visually uh, some of the mistakes, common mistakes that people make. And then it tells you a little bit more about the digital clutter method and how to get started. And then um, once you watch that class, you'll um, learn a little bit more about the actual course at the end. And if you want to take it, that's the best way to get to it. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone wants to just like follow me for more tips, I am at calf eats all over the internet and at calfeats.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was definitely helpful and inspiring. <laughs> I need to get my life organized. Um, but thank you so much, Kath. Yeah. Well, I will be checking back in in about, I'm going to give you a week and I'm going to see how much progress you've made. <laughs> Actually, I'm very good with deadlines. You give me a deadline, I can get things done. So that's exactly what I need. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Bye.